Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. In this episode, we're going to talk about Disney California Adventure at the Disneyland Resort. Coming up next, from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is a special edition of the Diz Unplugged, celebrating the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week, or today... By my good friends, Jenny Lindop. Hello. Tom Bell. Hey. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everyone. Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And Corey Martin. You know, I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) You know, really, I got to record 14 of these damn things. I'm going to smack you, okay? At some point, I'm just going to smack you. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Craig Williams, on the controls. Hi. Along with producer, Dustin West. Yes. And our good friend Will Perry. Hello. And then there's Rhino. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Rhino. And then there's Maud. <laughs> and then there's Maud. <laughs> so we are talking uh, in this episode about uh, Disney California Adventure. And I have to make sure that I say Disney California Adventure as opposed to Disney's California Adventure. They're, I get corrected on that all the time when I make that mistake. And. Uh, this has always been a favorite of mine, this park. I, I love this park. I loved it before the changes. I did, too. You know, uh, I get why people wanted it changed, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But before we get into any of those details, let's go ahead and show you a little overview that Rhino has put together of California Adventure. <sighs> well, I was just saying to these guys, watching these videos makes me want to go back. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was such a great experience. Uh, this is actually this this show will be the final show in our okay in our coverage. So we'll miss you. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about California Adventure. But I actually uh, want to start off um, talking about its background. So we're going to come over to you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, this this park. When it was first built, um, was not the hit Disney is used to having. No, this this was a troubled park from its inspiration. The interesting thing is Walt always intended that there would be a second park. Uh, a few years after Disneyland opened, he started to think about what could possibly be the second gate at Disneyland. And one of his ideas was a, a concept of a park that would showcase what California had to offer. Uh, Very much like Tomorrowland showcased the the wonders of science and technology, he wanted his park to showcase California. Uh, Ultimately, it fell by the wayside, the whole concept of the second park. Walt moved on to creating the city of the future and and then then passed away. Um, So... There, there was still that idea of, an, of a second gate. Um, then there was the idea later on um, spawned a, a version of 
Epcot for the West Coast, and that would be called Westcott. Hmm. We would have a very different uh, central. Um, you know, we wouldn't have Spaceship Earth. We would have an, a very different, enormous icon that would be gold. And we would have more of a world showcase kind of thing, but it would be two levels where um, it would be more of the original concept for world showcase before they came up with the different pavilions, where there'd be, there'd be almost a semicircular huge building with different entryways. And along the top half would be hotels. And and then also there would be also a future world um, with various different attractions, things like that, but very, very different from what Epcot Center um, opened up as. And this was the pitch they made to Anaheim and to the federal government because they wanted subsidies in order to build a freeway off-ramp, a new one specifically for the park, in order to, they also, needed to buy a lot more property and which they started to do and widening streets and things like that when the neighbors got wind of this they were frightened because of what all of this is going to be this is going to be an enormous park they were worried about noise they were worried about um the light pollution. Um, this park was going to be visible from a distance. And um, they ultimately went to court. There were multiple legal battles. Uh, there was a question about would Disney be able to pull off federal funding? And so they ultimately um, pulled out of the Westcott idea. Also, Epcot wasn't as financially successful as, as they had hoped it would be. Um, and they had struggling, uh, they had the MGM Studios that was sort of struggling. So all of these things were, were happening. And they also had the problem with Euro Disney, which we know is Disneyland Paris, was also costing way more to build than they anticipated. So there was this, this summit and with Michael Eisner and Imagineers, and they um, came up with the idea of a what when people come here to California, what are all the things that they want to do? Let's put it all into this park, this California Adventure Park. And really, if you ever study the plans for what was going to be a theme park in Virginia called Disney's America, where there were going to be different lands exploring some of the different historic areas, uh, eras of the United States, you can see California Adventure. I mean, sections were literally lifted from Disney's America and dropped into California Adventure and then just sort of rethemed for California because the Disney's America plan, after very much money um, being poured into it, completely fell through. And so, you know, the, the, they were sort of cutting their losses by taking those elements and fitting them in to Disney California Adventure. Uh, by this time, um, the, the budget for California, California Adventure was cut because Euro Disney, which had opened, did not open to great success at no. all. And they overbuilt the hotels. They built way more detail into the park so that it was just... About $3 billion spent, I believe, was yeah. the number on Euro, on Euro Disney, now Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Almost so bankrupted it, the company. So, so it was a financial just, you know 
you know, a boondoggle for them at that moment. So the budget was slashed for California Adventure. Um, a lot of the money went into the building of the Grand Californian, went into the building of Downtown Disney because those would bring in money. Um, but there also had to be construction going into um, the demolition of, money had to go into the demolition of what we talked about in the Disneyland Hotel segment. The original Disneyland Hotel also had to be um, torn down in order to make room for downtown um, Disney. So it was very visible the budget cuts. And I remember we would just listen to them in the news and all that, and on the social media was in its infancy about things that were being cut and dropped and all that. And one of the ways they, excuse me, but one of the ways they saved money, quote unquote, doing this was by taking attractions basically off the shelf. Yeah. These are pre-manufactured right. attractions as opposed to the ones that Imagineering Designs and develops. They were taking these already developed attractions and just slapping a, slapping a, a theme on it. Right. Paradise Pier was pretty much all off-the-shelf attractions. Or what they did is they just cloned attractions from Disney World. You know, we got, um, you know, we got the Muppet. Uh, you know, the Muppet Show, basically, Muppet whatever that's called, and um, Muppet Muppet Vision 3D, and uh, and it was not popular out here the way it was you know in Florida um, you know so they, they they just copied so so if you'd been to to Disney World here you were seeing another park the other thing is Disneyland where it was it's filled with attractions where you step off one attraction and you step onto the other um, here this was more of a Disney World style park that it everything it was built to accommodate the crowds that never showed up, but it well, they, was, they're there now. <laughs> they are there now, but it also was. Um, it had very few attractions. There was space between the attractions, and and we were not used to that out here, and so. It, it, it didn't have a central icon that people could identify with. It had this giant sun that was supposed to move as the sun moved. Well, that broke fairly early on in California Adventures history. Um, the entryway, it wasn't a Main Street kind of promenade that we were all used to. It reminded everybody of a shopping mall. Um, with all these these gaudy, loud facades. I never the, saw that. Pe people didn't understand that the entrance, which was supposed to be a postcard, but of this beautiful mosaic, and people just didn't get it. So, you know, and unfortunately, the park opened, um, you know, in 2001, and we all know, of course, 9-11 yeah. happened then. So it opened to... You know, they expected a lot of people lining up, and this park was going to be an overwhelming success, and it wasn't. And they were stunned. And then, then 9/11 and the significant drop in tourism hit it, which just made it a troubled park um, from the beginning. Plus, the locals. We were talking about this in the Disneyland yeah, local, episode. Why go to California Adventure when you can just? Go to the Sierras. I live to, in California. Exactly. I live in California, yeah. For, see, and that was one of the things I always noticed. As a tourist, as someone who didn't live in California, I loved right. going around and seeing that stuff and having those experiences. But for locals who make up a big part of the audience out there, for them, they were like, I live here. Yeah. yeah. I live here. The other flaw was that they didn't offer park hoppers in those early days. So you had to choose one-day tickets if you weren't an annual pass holder. And... 
you had to choose which park you had to go to, either California Adventure with very few attractions or, of course, Disneyland, and people chose Disneyland. So eventually the, the failure, the financial failure of this park is what led them to say, okay, we gotta we got to redo this, you know. And it was a massive, massive construction project that involved completely changing the entryway. The, the whole entry experience into that park was changed. They, of course, uh, added Cars Land, mm-hmm. major, major right. uh, addition, made a number of other changes around the park. And this began when? When did that, uh, that project start? Now, Cars Land's been around about three years now. I mean, but the, uh, the beginning of it was World of Color. Yeah. The beginning right. of, of pouring money into the park was World of Color, which was, <coughs> what, five, six years ago? Yeah, it was like a five-year plan yeah, yeah. to completely redo that park. They tried to do Band-Aids on it. They they built um, Bugs Land. Bugs Land, Tower of Terror. They brought yeah. in Tower of Terror, but again, it was, it was a very different version than what you have out here in Florida because we didn't have the space, and the Imagineers were never happy with that fourth dimension effect didn't work the way they wanted it to and you know they they brought back our beloved electrical parade Mm -hmm. and dropped it in california adventure and uh, you know so they tried all kinds of things and then they once michael eisner was gone the company finally would admit that they made an error in judgment in in constructing this park and then they started to make the corrections. And correct it, they mm-hmm. did. Um, and like I said, I loved it the way it was before. I really did. I, you know, I would hear people like, you know, trash this park. I'm like, okay, I think it's great. The Californians didn't like it. Other people seemed, people that were not from California did. However, whether you liked it or didn't like it, when it was redone... In the form that it is now, I don't think it's possible not to completely fall in love with it. Uh, the experience really begins with Hollywood in the era when Walt arrived in Hollywood, which would be the 1920s. Right, 1923 and, into the 30s. The, yeah, Buena Vista Street is sort of a, a, an idealized, sanitized version <laughs> of the um, Los Angeles that... Walt experienced when he first arrived in California. Well, much like Main Street USA is exactly. an idealized right. version of Marceline, Missouri. Right. Um, or Fort Collins, Colorado. <laughs> no, or, okay. I hadn't heard that one. But. Yeah. The, the Imagineer that designed Main Street based it on Fort Collins, Colorado. Really? Yeah. I always thought it was based around... Marceline? The, Marceline. Uh, the concept is. Yes. But the actual design is based around. If you look at some of the buildings, they're almost identical. This is this is why I love Michael because <laughs> he pulls these things out of nowhere. I'm like, wow, okay, I've been doing this for 20 years. I didn't know that. Love, I love when that happens. I love when that happens. And I'm telling you, you want an experience like no other. We should really auction you off for Give Kids the World. <laughs> Go around a park with Michael Bowling, and. I don't care. I don't care what level expert you think you are on this stuff, because look, okay, I'm pretty good. I mean, yeah, hello. <laughs> I feel like a complete idiot walking around. I had no idea, really. Oh, are you kidding? That happened, really and truly. If you ever get a chance to go around one of these theme parks with Michael Bowling, take that it and was run with it. One of the high points of our trip, isn't it? To spend some time mm-hmm. and Tom too, because they oh, both. Thanks, thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, I mean, 
I know a lot of stuff about the parks, but to hear it from, you know, these two. The experts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tom and I just have different perspectives on it. So, you know, Tom has a different. Tom tells a different story. You're right, than and he's I wrong. No, 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 it's, <laughs> okay. just, it's different. So you need both of us for the complete package. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we're going to auction that off. Okay, sure. We're going to auction. We're going to do something. Auction off. Uh, maybe we'll do something with that. That might be. I got an idea there. All right, we'll revisit that. But anyway, Buena Vista Street is, I think the best thing they've done. I mean, Cars Land is awesome, but with, yeah, come without, on. But without Buena Vista Street, it that, sets the tone. It for sets the, whole, the tone for the whole thing. Absolutely. Um, and, and, I, and I've said this before that when you're in Disneyland, you feel you know you know Walt walked there, but when you're in Buena Vista Street, you could you feel like Walt could be there now with you because just the the, the feeling and the vibe, the yeah. music and the streetmosphere and the entertainment. It's just awesome. And there's so, so many nods to Walt's life on Buena Vista Street if, mm-hmm. you, if you're familiar with his life. And I, I've written an article to accompany this, um, this broadcast that points out, I mean, some of the addresses are directly connected to events in Walt's life. Or there's homages to the, the nine old men. Mm-hmm who were Walt's senior animators. Uh, the names of some of the buildings uh, relate to locations of Walt's original studios. And, uh, the trolley cars. And things, the trolley cars. The numbers of the, the red trolley. trolley. Cars, yeah. The numbers on the red trolley relate to, uh, you know, like the year, the date of Disneyland's opening. Um, so there's so many things in there. There's a model in Trolley Treats of an attraction that was supposed to be part of Storybook Land that never got built. So that hmm. was that was constructed by Harriet Burns originally, so who was the first woman an, um, Imagineer. So there's there's uh, people think well, you know, we we talked about in our segment on Disneyland how you can feel Walt there here you can almost walk through Walt's life um, when you walk down Buena Vista Street hmm. mm-hmm. and at the end of Buena Vista Street is the Carthay Circle or mock-up of the Carthay Circle mm-hmm. uh, Theater mm-hmm. which is where the restaurant mm-hmm. one of the best mm-hmm. yeah. I think in although I had a challenging experience there when we were when we ate there oh, yeah, a few of us did uh, service was not we did the world of color dinner package and uh, I found the service to be very lacking, um, very inattentive. I see a lot of heads nodding in the room. I think a few of us had that experience. Yeah. But um, that's not typical. That's not no, typical. Yeah, the and the food there is, this is, of course, under the uh, direction of Chef Andrew Sutton. Andrew Sutton is the man um, at Disneyland. And I'll tell you. Uh, I still think about the salmon I got that night. I, like It was one of the best things I ate on that whole trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I love that lounge too. It's a nice yeah. little mm-hmm. escape from the park. There's a really cool lounge there in the ground floor. The restaurant is upstairs. Um, some of the other things that uh, changed at California Adventure, mm-hmm. of course, we were talking about Cars Land. Yes. And uh, again, when you let Imagineers do what Imagineers <laughs> do, it helps when the man who directed Cars is now chief creative officer for uh, Walt is the Walt Disney Company, John Lasseter. Uh, he's, you know, basically the guy. And he, he knew exactly what he wanted, and they recreated the, 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 the town, Radiator Springs, from that film so brilliantly. Uh, so much detail. So there. much detail. And just walking around it, it's like, 
wow, okay. And for me, it is one of those things, especially because it's new, it's in the last three years Mm -hmm. that it opened. It's one of those things that say, yeah, Disney still has real game with this. Mm -hmm. Real game when they let their people do what their people are supposed to do. And they let them run loose. This is what you get. Yep. This is exactly what you get. I, uh, yeah, I love this. And Will, of course, being... Oh, I was in heaven. <laughs> the cars, the cars yeah. freak that he is. Yeah, I'm a huge car guy. I love the old classic cars. And this was, I mean, hands down, the best themed section of a uh, theme park I've ever been in, without a doubt. He was cursed trying to get on the attraction, though. Yeah, it took me like five times to get on the, the racers. It, it kept breaking down. down. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then they ran out of fast passes, of course, and all kinds of stuff. But he finally got on it. Yep, I did. He finally the last got on day. It. <laughs> that was great. Um, but Cars Land certainly, and you know, lots of unique experiences right. in there too. Mm-hmm. I remember the one morning I was there for Extra Magic Hour, and just watching the when they let the day guests in. Like the whole street was just filled with people running to that area. Yeah. I mean, I've seen busy areas here at Walt Disney World, but nothing. It's like their Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah. Yes. It really is, and the reason for that is it's so very immersive. Mm-hmm. And their main attraction, Radiator Springs, honestly, well, in my opinion, the the way that it tells the story of the movie far exceeds most other attractions, if not all of their mm-hmm. Disney attractions. I don't know that I've ever been in an attraction that tells the story of you know um, the movie that it's there for as well as that one does exactly it's spot on it I mean is. the the town is spot on to the movie if you watch the movie before you go there you'll know exactly what I'm talking about it's definitely a must do you have to watch yeah, that yeah. movie highly recommend yeah. That. yeah this is one of those areas that you know you can see it during the day but you need to go back at night nice. yeah. mm-hmm. it's a completely oh, yeah. different, different experience, experience. Yeah. and when they turn the lights on at, at dusk just to see that area come alive mm-hmm. It, it's just amazing. Did you get People over to gather see the, just for that. Did you get to see anybody get to see the magical moment when the when the lights go on? Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? What happens? Oh, it, the lights mu- come on. There's a ceremony. There's music. Yes. The whole thing goes on. Yeah. Okay. No, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting. It, it's, they're recreating a portion of the movie. That's what yeah. they do. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's interesting you bring up Harry Potter because I think the, the, there's a lot that. That this car sign owes to the Wizarding World. That was really the first time you saw a theme park devote a whole land to one film. film. Mm-hmm. And so, because when you think of, of all the realms at Disneyland, Disney World, it's always a collection of right. films that are put together to create the That's theme. a good point. And so now we see how successful it is at Cars Land. And I think this is what sort of introduced the concepts for, you know, the much rumored Star Wars land mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we're hearing both coasts will get. Again, one, one area, one land, one film or series of films. Avatar Land, or whatever they're going to call it, you know, over at Animal Kingdom. Again, just based on one set of films. So it's interesting. I think this is introducing maybe a new era in theme park design for Disney rather than the, the collection of, of attractions, you know, multiple attractions of different films in one land. We're now going to see one land devoted to one 
film product. Do you, you like this? Do you like this uh, naming uh, of it though? Cars Land and and other names moving forward, or would you like something a little more inspired from Bugs Land? <laughs> no, I'm fine with Cars Land. I'm fine with that. I think even if I, they named it somebody something else, everyone they could, could name just a call toilet. it toilet. It's still Cars amazing. <laughs> People you would know? call it Cars Land anyway, yeah, even if exactly. they gave it another. But you name. know what? Seeing it out in California, I was excited for it to come here. I don't know that it would fit here because of the landscape and everything out in California. Is it believable to have mountains and oh yeah grandeur that we have big Thunder Mountain, we have Splash Mountain, yeah, we do I know, all sorts of things with mountains. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Oh, think I it think would it would. Here. I think it would. I think. I think it's easy enough to suspend disbelief. Oh, I'm sure once I walked in. Okay, I'd go. it's about talking cars, so we can suspend <laughs> this The two entrances too. You guys took me. You got to make sure you go into both entrances. Yeah, when there's, you yeah, go to the there's that one entrance across from the winery. That's like kind of the main entrance, the main, yep. and then there's 66. that back entrance that and comes in Pacific behind the Pacific Wharf. Wharf. Yeah. yeah, that is just <laughs> breathtaking, and that's a good one to go in at night. The one yeah. behind mm-hmm. Pacific yeah. Wharf. Right. Yeah. But um, of the uh, lands that I think they should probably think about demolishing and doing over again, uh, or doing something new with Hollywood. Yeah. Um, that is the area that even before, I just it just didn't talk to me. Mm-hmm. It just didn't talk to me. Tower of Terror is back there. Uh, the animation uh, Academy. Academy is back there. My favorite store at any Disney oh, park right. off the page yes. is back there. There's some great stuff. I always find something in that store that I haven't seen anywhere else. Um, whether it's just I happen to see it there first or what, I don't know. But it just seems like that store I mean, there's, there's art and there's collectibles and memorabilia. It's a great store. That they should never touch. And, of course, the Aladdin show's back there as well. The Aladdin see, show that is one, back there. I feel there. like that is so underrated. I got to see that, and it was fantastic. It, they do a great job. Again, yes. with the, again, with the talent stunned. pool. I don't know why we don't hear more of that, I'm, about that particular show. It's I have, so well done. I've seen it once, and what, I loved it, and I never, but I haven't gone back. What's interesting is at one point they announced that the show was being retired. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. And we were getting, a, I think, a version of Toy Story the Musical from, right. from the cruise we line. Were, because they were going to move Aladdin to the cruise line. Right. And, again, annual pass holders, mm-hmm. locals stepped up. And we're death vocal. threats. Yeah, <laughs> and our Aladdin is still here. But yeah. what I what I do like about that theater is the fact that it is in Hollywood. You, it's Aladdin isn't themed there because like it's Adventureland or something like that. You could put it's a Broadway any show. show. Yeah, you could yeah. put any. It's a beautiful theater, and you yeah. could put any show it is. in there. It is. But my favorite thing about Hollywood is the smoking area. <laughs> um, it's a really great smoking area there. Um, that's one area I think is you know right. It just. I don't know. Now, especially after the upgrade to the rest right. of the park in I many think that, areas. that's what DCA 3.0 or something is going to be. Yeah. It's Hollywood. They're redoing Based Hollywood. Right. And it's also now Frozen Central mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, in Hollywood land. That's where all of the, the Frozen festivities you had out here at Disney Hollywood Studios, we had those uh, out in uh, right. Which in were Hollywood. really well done. Am mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big Frozen fan, but I thoroughly enjoyed that section, the party that they have at night. They had live art, ice carving going on, um, which I found fascinating. And the talent pool that you were talking about, the performances were fantastic. The whole little play area with the sled, you can go down the sledding. <laughs> 
in the middle of the room. Yeah. It was, um, they just did an excellent job setting that up out there. So the uh, one of the other sections of this park is, of course, Paradise Pier, mm-hmm. which is based on a seaside experience. So it's boardwalk. Boardwalk, yeah. Uh, 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 Midway Games, mm-hmm. of course, this is where Toy Story Midway Mania is, appropriately, I would say. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, uh, California Screamin'. Great, great yeah. coaster. The great coaster that I've never been on and won't go on. Because <laughs> it makes you go upside down. Oh, I and wish that photo, you. I wish that was on here. Me and Will have a ride photo of that. It's pretty wild. Front row. <laughs> yeah, I'd break my nose with, you know, going upside down with the fat in my, <laughs> oh, no. my face. Um, so, uh, what else is over there um, that I'm missing? You got all those the, off the rack rides. Yeah, you were a talking. lot of those mm-hmm. off the shelf rides. Shelf rides. The rocket rods. Is that what they're called, or what are they? The things that go around the silver things. <laughs> Mickey Stone. No, no, no. Uh, no. Golden, golden Zephyr. Golden, Zephyr. golden yeah. Zephyr. Okay. And then there's that Goofy's flying. Dr- yeah, Goofy's Sky School. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just a I wild can't do that. ride. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, these are very uh, the kind of rides that you would expect to find. On a boardwalk, right. you know, in a seaside resort, and you know they're fairly accurate because I grew up in, I grew up in the Jersey Shore, and Asbury Park had rides like that uh, when I was growing up. Seaside, uh, Seaside, New Jersey had rides like that. Unfortunately, they're all in the ocean now after Sandy. Um, What's the name of that bar on the water over there that Cove you can bar, never get in? The Cove, Cove Bar. Oh yeah, I love that spot, but it, it we, was try, we tried a, a couple times. There's, yeah, the, they've started a line outside to get into the cove bar it's just that popular for yeah people want the lobster nachos i didn't get my lobster nachos <laughs> while i was there <laughs> okay ethel Norman. it's like Catherine hepburn and uh, uh, uh ethel merman had a love child back there what, what <laughs> i didn't I get my lobster nachos <laughs> <laughs> you old poop um <laughs> Pier is also the home of the, our little mermaid attraction mm-hmm. yes just there. Did anyone yeah. mention the fun wheel? The fun wheel, of I course. Love the, fun wheel. the frightening, frightening, oh, frightening yeah. fun wheel. Because this fun wheel, this Ferris wheel, has two different types of cars on it ones that are stationary and ones that slide back and forth and scare the crap out of its occupants. It really kicks you around. Yeah. And I, people I, that I know that are great on roller coasters and all these extreme rides. Go on this thing and come off going, I will never go on that again. Well, you're not strapped you're in. You're not strapped in. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. very easy to slide out of your seat. We did the, the Orlando, really we did the Orlando Eye, and Julie was nervous that it was going to do that same thing. No, that's a very yeah. stable experience. I did yeah. that in London. Uh, that I can handle. This, uh, this rocking back and forth, uh, I couldn't do. Well, I can't do Ferris wheels. Terrible fear of heights. And I had a very bad experience as a child on a Ferris wheel. Which is, I think, where my fear of heights come from. I can do most thrill rides. This, I, you'll never catch me on one of those moving cars. <laughs> me either. Do you have a choice? Yes. 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 Two separate states. lines. Two separate lines. Okay. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, dining sure. at uh, California Adventure. Some interesting options. Of course, we talked about Carthay Circle, right. which was is, is, is an amazing experience for a sit-down restaurant. There's also the... A Golden Vine Winery. Mm-hmm. Um, wine, wine Country Trotteria. Oh, Wine Country Trotteria. Yeah. Thank you. Um, which is um, okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. But it's not bad either. Right. I've had a, you know, good, you know, in a pinch. But if I don't want to do fast food, if I right. want to sit down, uh, it's a good option. The other sit-down option is Ariel's Grotto, the 
which is character dining. Right. For I think lunch and breakfast is character yeah, if, dining. If you want to meet all the princesses, you know, in the space of an hour, so that you don't have to wait in all the individual lines, this is well worth it. Is that including like Elsa and Anna? No. 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 They're over in the because Animation on, Academy, yeah. and that's Fast Pass only. Yeah. Okay. So you uh, have the same problem we do. Yeah. And then Elsa. Um. The Pacific Wharf is, yeah, is like one of, of like the uh, main hub of yeah, a lot of quick service. service options. There's, yeah. there's but really good yeah, service. Yeah. It's almost you know think of your Sunshine Seasons where you have a bunch of different different things in one spot. That's how Pacific Wharf is, where you have a Mexican place, the Asian the Asian bowls, and uh, the Boudin Bakery. Boudin Bakery, yeah. where you can get um, sourdough bread bowls with. Salads and soups in them, or or fresh That's sandwiches. Like my favorite place There's the go. beer cart. The beer cart. Yeah. Beer yeah. cart. Yeah. Carl Strauss beer cart. But most importantly, did you say Ghirardelli? Yeah, I, was just I did not say that. Ghirardelli. There's Ghirardelli is right there as you, well. That's not for lunch. That's for no, no, that's just <laughs> or coffee in the morning. Um, and then the other spot that's like that is over on is over on Paradise Pier, the uh, the Paradise Gardens area, mm-hmm. yeah. with right. Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta and Paradise Garden Grill. Uh, and over near there, you can get corn dogs, which corn dogs, are yeah. really, really corn good. Yeah. But um, I had one. Uh, I, I had one a few months ago, and I still have indigestion. Um, <laughs> so the amount of grease that comes off of these things—it's well, like it's a heart attack on a stick. I made the mistake of thinking, "Oh, it's corn dogs. I'll get two. Because normally, you know, frozen corn dogs you get are you know tiny, and you can eat two of them. No, these things are like massive. It's ridiculous." There's also a, a beer cart near near there, the Paradise Grill. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah. Then there's under flows in um, yeah. like Cars Land. Lots of fun, fun options in Cars Land. Mm-hmm. Um, there's flows that's that's counter service, but then also there are snacks at the. the flows is very good, actually. Yeah. I was yeah. really impressed yeah. with how good flows was. I head up Fillmore's every single day. That's where they have all the fresh produce and mm-hmm. the coconut water that I had every day to keep myself hydrated. I specifically went into that park every day just so I could get coconut water. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about the, the produce here, but in, Cal- in at Disneyland in particular, both parks in particular, the fresh fruit is really fresh. You get a slice of pineapple or or some uh, you know thing of a uh, fruit cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is great. Yeah. It's good. What um what is it you tell people that are going to California Adventure for the first time? Do not miss. World of Color. Yeah, Let's talk a little bit about yeah. World of Color. Uh, this was the, as you said, they started, they, they kind of, their opening salvo mm-hmm. in the redesign and the reimagination of this park was World of Color. Right. And it struck me the first time I saw it as Imagineering saying, watch what we can do. Right. Because, you know, when you first hear about it, and you hear about, you know, dancing fountains and colors and music, you think, okay, I can go to the Bellagio. And I hear that all the time, Bellagio, because they do the dancing fountains at the, uh-uh, uh-uh, not even close. This is taken to a whole nother level. This show makes you emotional. It does. And I remember coming back and saying on a show, after seeing it for the first time, that, you know, Illuminations, for me, is, you know, was the best nighttime show I'd ever seen in terms of a theme park and certainly Disney. And that World of Color was better. And Miss Whirling over there <laughs> was like, oh no, oh no, Mm-mm. not, 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 no, can't be, can't be. Then she went and saw it. And what happened, Kathy? 
It was everything you said it was. It was it was awesome. I compared it to our like phantasmic and it's like I wouldn't walk to the corner to see it, but this was awesome. Yeah. And after the show, she looked at me and she said, You were right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. Of course I was right. I mean, and again, like I said, you know, I think out here we do spectacular nighttime. Uh, in terms of our fireworks shows, like Illuminations, Wishes. Um, I don't think anybody can ever beat us on some of that stuff. Fantasmic, it goes to absolutely the crown goes to Disneyland. Um, I don't enjoy our Fantasmic out here. I love it out there because it's done on the Rivers of America in the Disneyland Park. World of Color. And I highly recommend the dinner package, really and truly, because you get... You know, you're paying the same price for your meal. You're not right. getting a if, discount. If you're going to eat a Carthay anyway, just, yeah. do, the just do the dinner package because you have, you know, a priority viewing area that gives mm-hmm. you a nice spot that you don't have to get, you know, get there three hours before time or get a fast pass or any of that stuff. And you get a beautiful view of the show. And it's, yeah, it's ideal. It's absolutely ideal. And they've got that whole process down to a science. They, they really do. do. Mm-hmm. They do. So Carthay Circle, you can do the World of Color Dinner Package, Ariel's Grotto. Correct. And Wine Country Trotteria. And Wine Country Trotteria. Any of those three. So mm-hmm. um, I highly recommend that. What else is a don't miss for people well, going can, for the first Let's go time? back to World of Color for a second. For the 60th, mm-hmm. we are getting a new version of World of Color. That's right. We are getting World of Color Celebrate the Wonderful World of Walt Disney. Mm. So they are they're going to be telling a story with the water now. Um, it's going to be hosted by Mickey Mouse and Neil Patrick Harris. And so it's going to go through basically the creation of Disneyland from starting with um, Mickey Mouse, so, you know, the Mickey Mouse old Mickey Mouse cartoons. Um, a lot of this is going to be new animation, a new animation of of Mickey. Then going to go into the animated features, going to tell that story, and then talk about Disneyland. Uh, the third part is talking about Disneyland and the building of Disneyland. So just bring a whole oh box gosh. of tissues. I was yes. going to say, if we thought yes, that exactly. we were emotional before, yeah. geez. Yeah, and then they're calling the, the fin- finale, they're calling Infinity and Beyond. Mm. So it's just what the future wow. what the future brings. So. Wow. Um, awesome. I was at the Hilton so many hotels lately the Hilton looking out I feel your pain yeah um, looking out at I could because I could see um, a bits of 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 Paradise Pier from my hotel room and late at night they were testing it and you know how in if, for those of you that have seen uh, World of Color they have the, the flamethrowers mm-hmm. I saw flamethrowers that I swear were Three times as high. Really? Wow. Yeah. No, it could be that just that they were testing it, but they're going to pull out all the stops. They're adding yeah. new new lights. I said there's some new projections on the fun wheel. Um, I saw some new patterns on the fun wheel that I'd never seen before. So um, it's it's going to be really cool. So I definitely would recommend the dining package because a fast pass for World of Color is going to be hard to come by now because all the locals that have already seen it. Are going to want to see it again? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and just as, as as an aside, if you don't do the dining package, you do have to get a fast pass to see World of Color from the viewing area, and those fast passes are available at the Grizzly River Run fast pass machines. And I'm not kidding. Get there when the park opens, mm-hmm. 
as soon as the park opens mm-hmm. and get your fast passes. Right. They go fast. I mean, that wasn't true a month ago, but for the new one, it for will the be. new one, yes. it will be. Yes, well, yeah. it will be again. I remember uh, whenever I was out there for the World of Color Winter Dreams mm-hmm. on the first day it actually premiered. Got in line for fast passes just because it uh, they're giving away a special uh, thing with it for annual pass holders, and I swear. I waited in a line. Tom got there earlier than I did and walked right through. And then I got there about maybe 20 minutes into it. And I would say there was easily a thousand people in line waiting for it. I mean, they were it giving just, away wow. Christmas yeah, ornaments. And Christmas it ornament. just went all the way back almost to Buena Vista Street, the line. So people, people absolutely will eat this up. And we'll probably talk about this when we talk about the hotels. But on, on some days for your hotel visit, for your... If you're staying on property, you can get in early to California Adventure and get your fast pass for World of Color early. Okay. So if you use the and the nice thing about World of Color is they switch it up in that when a new film comes out, they will put in a, a segment in the World of Color for that film. Right. We've had Christmas versions, and and every Christmas version is different. I don't know if they're going to be doing that for the 60th. They might want to just. I yeah. think I've heard this. they're going to play it yeah, through sure. the yeah. anniversary one through Christmas. Just as we're not going to have um, Christmas fireworks this year. They're going to be playing the anniversary fireworks um, in December. But um, So that's neat. So you can come back to um, California Adventure and see multiple versions of World of Color depending upon um, what films are being released or what season of the year it is. I think one of the things that I really liked about California Adventure, the park, was, um, yeah, it's definitely got some really great attractions, but it totally has that uh, factor to it. You can just walk around and enjoy enjoy it and take in details. And then there's little experiences. Um, I got to walk around with Michael and Tom for some of the days that we were out there to work on one of the blog posts that I was um, developing for this, the... California Adventure Challenge Checklist so that, you know, people can read that and have a a sheet um, with their families to go around the parks to pick up some of the little details and maybe some of the little extra experiences that are there that you wouldn't, that that might be passed up, but little fantastic shows that they do on Buena Vista Street that incorporate the children or getting your free souvenir. They have a a free paper that they put out, the Buena Vista Bugle. Um, That's something you can take home, again, completely free. Just these little little things that park um it it has that um it has that appeal where it doesn't have to be it can be go 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 there's certainly a lot of rides and attractions but it doesn't have to be it can also appeal to the person who just wants to walk around and look and enjoy the experience of just being there Oh, sorry. I've been trying to jump in for a second because we missed an area of the park. Um, I was just going to say we okay, did this an area. Yeah. And it kind of ties into what she's saying, so that's why I want to bring it up, is that Grizzly mm-hmm. Recreation Area we didn't mm-hmm. talk about? Grizzly the, Peak, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then <coughs> the Smoke Jumpers Cafe area, Smoke whatever Jumpers that's being Cafe. redone right, right now. But yes. but what I going along with what JL just said is that Grizzly Recreation Peak? Is that what it is? <laughs> Grizzly Peak. Grizzly, Grizzly Peak. Peak. Um, what's really cool about that is like there's the attraction over there, but it's a very calm area of the park, and that's where the you know the other hotel entrance, the Grand Californian entrance is into the park. But I loved that little it's – it's in the video too, the park area. It's kind of – I wouldn't say it's kids' area because there's the a lot Redwood of cool Creek stuff Challenge over there. Huh? The Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. Yeah, but, but there's a lot of like – there's a lot – for what could have just been a toss away area there like that I, I have a close up of the the Kenai's cave where you can like go in and put your hand on the 
the the bear human paw print and it like there's a projection in the cave and left, it, like left there by man bear pig. <laughs> It'll half tell man, you half bear, half pig. It'll tell you what you are and Your spirit you know, animal otter or whatever. South you are. Park yeah. fans get that. And oh, and then speaking of that, if if you're on the darker side of humor, um, look up uh, Patton Oswalt's um, stand up about that experience at Disneyland or at uh, California Adventure. It's pretty funny. About, oh, I haven't heard that about his spirit animal at the grizzly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> No, along the same lines of what J.O. was saying, that you can walk around there and do, um, you know, just explore. Same reason I love Epcot is because Epcot is one of those parks where I can go and just not do a single attraction. I can grab mm-hmm. a beer and just walk around the park. Yeah. That's kind of why I love California mm-hmm. Adventure so much because I do the same thing. It, I mean, it really, it's funny that they were thinking about Westcott for that period of time because it essentially, even though it's a complete different theme, it is that Epcot. I think the past two trips now, I've only done one attraction in California Adventure. And I know the one day we were there, we were just hanging out on Paradise yeah. Pier, just mm-hmm. yeah. chilling for probably a half an hour, just taking it all in. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's the perfect park to do that. Just and, and I think Disneyland Park has always had that, where you could just go and hang out. But now California Adventure has that as well. Right. I'm um, going back to what Rhino was saying about Grizzly Peak. They are like this week, well, I'm sorry, last weekend, uh, we're pre recording. They reopened uh, part of Grizzly Peak and, and what was now what was Condor Flats, and have incorporated that into the Grizzly Peak theme. Okay. And so the Soren area where Soren is and what used to be uh, Taste Pilots Grill is now um, Smoke Jumpers Grill. They rethemed that. They're retheming the shop there to uh, Humphrey the Bear, which was one <laughs> of the old Disney cartoons, um, and just bringing in lots of rocks and trees and. Lots, lots more foliage and stuff. Right. And getting rid of the, the runway theme and getting getting to the Grizzly Peak theme. So it's going to be Grizzly Peak Airfield. And Soarin is getting digitalized. Yes. So we're getting new, oh, okay. new soaring. Okay. The same film, but it's digital. It's, it's going to be brand new projectors and, new and brand and and they're they're they clean, needed to cleaning up yeah. the screens. They and, needed yeah. to. So we know that. A world of Color is being redone for the 60th. Mm-hmm. Is anything else happening at California Adventure uh, for the 60th? A little bit of decoration for on our Carthay Circle restaurant. Um, also, they're updating the Red Car Newsboys show. So they'll have some new th- songs in there. Um, it's more themed around Mickey this time rather than themed around Walt. Oh. And I, th- I believe they said Minnie will make an appearance in it. Oh, cool. So, Also... Uh, Jenny Lynn was talking about the, the frozen fun area in at Hollywoodland. Uh, the Royal Welcome at the Animation Building is still around, which is the meet and greet. And also the sing-along is still going to be around. Olaf Snowfest has melted away. Um, and the, the nighttime show is gone. But we are getting back the popular Mad Tea Party oh, yeah. in, in yeah. Hollywoodland. So and it's the, going to be improved as well. They're the Diamond Mad that. Tea Party, yes. But will there still be a Slinky Man? I sure hope so. I love Slinky Man. <laughs> so a lot going on yeah. at uh, California Adventure for the 60th, mm-hmm. uh, along with the rest of the resort. And uh, not only is uh, this it for Calif- our California Adventure discussion, this is actually the last episode of our somewhat unique take on seven resorts and seven days at the Disneyland Resort. We covered much more than hotels. Uh, but that's because there's just so much there to do that and we really want to encourage people for the 60th anniversary especially 
if you can, to get out and experience what Disneyland has to offer. It's everybody I send out there, everybody that goes out there comes back and tells me the same thing. You were so right. You were so right. It's such a different experience. If you've done Disney World, I'm not suggesting you don't ever go to Disney World again. Throw this into your repertoire. It's absolutely worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Whole different experience. And especially for those of us that have done Disney a lot, that have done Disney World a lot, and we know it. It's unusual for us to have a unique experience where a where Disney theme park is concerned. So if you haven't been out there, it's just sitting there waiting for you. And I hope you will take this information that we've presented this week and use that to plan an awesome trip. And if you do, please write us, uh, email us, and tell us what you thought. So that is going to do it for us. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember... Go to Disneyland.